What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. Rip City! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson. Yes, sir. How you living, my friend? Hey, I'm living my best life. Man, I am living my best life, too, because we have a huge announcement, a, a major announcement. The Hit Busted Bucket Podcast has just joined the Basketball Podcast Network by Amaze Media Labs. Can you believe it? We're on a network, brother. We did we, it. We in it. We're here. We in it now. We are definitely in it, and through the Basketball Podcast Network, we are now sponsored through DraftKings. We cannot be more grateful or excited. We'd like to thank our Busted Bucket crew with all the hard work they've given us, JJ, RJ, and BlazerBet. It's been a great ride putting these podcasts together for our fans, and we definitely couldn't have done it without any of you. And with that, we'd like to start the show off with a word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every CJ step back, Cancer Rebound, or Dame Game Winner means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And that being said, you know, we're going to start off with just an overview of the West standings. It is just absolutely crazy. So at one, we have the Phoenix Suns. And at two, we have the Utah Jazz. It looks like the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns both have 47 wins, but the Suns have the tiebreaker. At number three, we have the Nuggets for the Clippers. And then this is where things get kind of crazy. At number five, we have the Mavericks. And then at number six, we have the Lakers. And this is where things get kind of sticky because LeBron James is expected to miss back-to-back games on Thursday. One against the Clippers, one against the Blazers to rest his right ankle. That one against us, against the Blazers. That's for the tiebreaker. That's a really huge game. Number seven, of course, is us. We were just in a free fall, but now... We own the tiebreaker against the Mavs. So there's some shuffling that could go from five, six, and seven. Eight is the Warriors, nine is the Grizzlies, and number 10 is the Spurs. And now we're gonna get into the Blazer stuff, and who better to talk to than our friend, our guest, Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living, my friend? Bingo, bango, bongo, baby. It's glad to be back. Glad to have you back, man. And you know, the last pod we just talked about like the two dubs against the Blazers, or sorry, the Pacers and the Grizz. We just had a game against the Nets, the Celtics, and Atlanta. The Nets ended in a win. Celtics a win, and Atlanta a loss. Blazer Ben, those three games. I want to ask you, how did you feel about those games? 
Well, the two wins, I felt great, man. It was good distribution, good even scoring, you know, passing the ball around. Not a lot of iso ball like we did with the with the Hawks, as you could see. You know, a lot of CJ, yeah. a lot of Dame just dribbling around the top of the key, waiting for that Nurk pick, and then just just fumbling around. And we, we got a little lost in that one. We were we were riding the momentum <laughs> high in the in the Nets and the. Uh, uh, the Boston Celtics game. You know, we also had a, a vendetta to come back after Tatum hit that game winner here at the Moda Center. You know, so, that was nasty. You know, I was glad to put away Boston handily. You know, so we weren't, you know, biting our nails to the last second, waiting to see if that Tatum was going to shoot that game winner again. But no, we just demolished on the Celtics game, man. You know, even scoring with the guards, Powell, 23 points, Lillard, 26, CJ, 33, man. You can't ask for anything better like that. Yeah, that three-guard lineup is working really well for us. Tim, what did you think of that stretch? Hey, man, it was good. Um, you know, it, it, even though Harden and Durant didn't play uh, when, we, when we played the Nets, uh, Walker didn't play uh, when, we, when we hit up the Celtics, um, you know, the Blazers did what they, what they should do. Right, they put those teams away, and it, it was nice to see. I don't know what changed, man, but you know that 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 four-game stretch, um, that was nice to see, man. It was like like things just started clicking, right? And and I don't know what happened, but man, I want to see more of it. Um, you know, the 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 game against Atlanta. What else could go wrong? You know what I mean? Like leading up to that game, <laughs> it's on the second of a back-to-back. They get yeah. in late. And then a few hours later, they get the the tornado evacuation. Like, what, I mean, any team's gonna play poorly, right? Like, like you're not you're not getting enough sleep. Whatever it is, all of those interruptions. Like, it's it's just. I thought they played okay for for you know what they had to deal with going into the game. Um, you know, defensively they looked pretty good. Uh, it's just they were they were a little off, right? Um, you know, thank goodness Dame isn't, you know, more seriously injured uh, is, is kind of the big takeaway from that one. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think happened, though, during that, that four-game stretch where we were just putting people on notice? Like, yeah. what, what, do you guys, what did you guys see that, that may have changed? You know, I'm, I'm going to start it off with our starting lineup has been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. I have some stats here um, that just talks about our starting lineup per 100 possessions. We are plus 14 per 100. When we score, it's 116 points per 100. And then this is the surprising one. Per 100 possessions, we are only allowing 102 points. What that means is that we are playing some dang defense. We are playing some defense about with time. the starting lineup. And you know, the addition of Powell, and then on the backside, having Nurkic kind of lurking, it is working. It is absolutely working. I mean, what a quality win against the Grizz. What a quality win. We put those guys away. And then when you go down to the Nets, I know they're without Harden and Durant, but Kyrie's no joke. That team is no joke. They still have some guns there. We shut them down. And then the Celtics, we put that game, like Ben said, we put that game away early and this is exactly the type of the type of basketball that we're expecting in the playoffs where we are playing decent defense 
but then running people over with our offense, and I can't be more excited. Ben, what did you think of that stretch? Yeah, but one thing I want to point out with the Celtics, though, was we did have only an eight-man rotation for that game. You know, little saw no playing time. Mm-hmm. You know, Derek Jones. Yeah. I don't know what's happening to DJ, but he is falling off. I was going to bring that Falling up. off the rotation, yeah. you know. Uh, Cancer was the one with the lowest amount of minutes, you know, off the bench with 18. You know, you got Melo, Simons, and Cantor uh, coming off the bench, and uh, I, I don't. It, it it disturbs me that that Terry Stotts is still tinkering with the lineup right now. I mean, we're almost done with the season, and you know, DJ has gone from a starter to a non-existent minute man. Like, what's going on with there? And then one day we got Rondé Hollis Jefferson starting. Then the next day we got Rondé Hollis Jefferson, you know, getting 10, 15 minutes. Then we get Rondé Hollis Jefferson getting nothing, you know? So it's like, can we not figure something out? I know we got all these pieces coming in, you know, and he's still trying to figure out the perfect rotation, but I mean, we got seven games left, you know, I don't feel like we need to be figuring out the rotation at this point, but you know, I just want to call out real quick. Can we, can we call out Mello? You know, and, absolutely, and, and the scoring accolade, mm-hmm. becoming the tenth all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Right, mm-hmm. he uh, passes Ten. Elvin Hayes at 11. Next is Moses Malone, and he's only 91 points behind Moses Malone. So you know he's going to be you know ninth place here in a couple games. You know what if he keeps balling out, and then he's got Shaq yeah. after that. 1,200 points to Shaq in eighth. I don't know. That's a that's a that's a stretch. That's, we know that's a stretch. He's that's that's come a back. stretch there. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I don't I don't want to yeah. put you know yeah. a, a cloud over this, but Carmelo Anthony is the only top ten all time scorer without a uh-huh. ring or an MVP award. Ooh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely think it was in his intention to come back and get to that top 10 I think it was important to him and you know he probably had mentioned it to Stotts since we are what caterers of his legacy I forget the, what the right verbiage is but I'm sure getting to that top 10 was very important to it and he got it I mean that's that's nothing to to joke about or nothing to really blink at you know considering how many points you got to score to even get on that list we have all-time greats here right i mean kareem malone lebron james kobe bryant michael jordan Nowitzki, chamberlain o'neill malone and then anthony like that is an incredible list he's very underappreciated to him very underappreciated very under i mean you're talking you're talking he's probably going to be a first ballot hall of famer oh yeah i'm just going to put that out there like there's no way he's not if he's top 10 um but, uh, you know, you asked or, or said something about him not getting a ring. What, the only guy in the top 10, you said? Yeah. Without that, a ring right, or an MVP. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess if, you're, if, if you don't have designs on getting a ring or don't think that's possible, I mean, why not go for the, the, scoring, the scoring accolades, right? Because that's... That's kind of what his game was predicated around from the get-go anyway. Yeah, I mean, he could still get it. He could still get it. I mean, sure. if he's shown anyone anything with being with the Blazers, is that the man can still ball. He can yeah. still get a bucket. He has a role somewhere, mm-hmm. and eventually he'll get onto somewhere where he'll get a ring, and that just sucks. You know, that just sucks, <laughs> like, knowing that. 
And maybe Portland could get him one, who knows? Who knows? Especially the way that the starting five has been playing, this team has been playing. I'm going to actually address, go all the way back around to what Ben was saying about our rotation and how it's been a lot tighter. You know, I'm not going to criticize Stotts for this. I'm absolutely not going to do that. And the reason being is because when the playoffs come, those rotations get tight. And you got to figure out that eight-man rotation. And you know, with a win against the Grizzlies, a win against the Nets, a win against the Celtics, how can you argue with the rotation that he has currently? You can't argue with those, with that type of um, results, with winning, with winning. And, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that Cantor was going to be part of that situation, that part of rotation. I know I've been really? not a strong supporter of Cantor in the playoffs just because his slow-footed, his defense isn't something to something that's desired it's lacking let me just say that and the blazers sure. need defense tim come at me man go well, ahead i mean i'm just saying what do you do, what do you do for the blazers a couple years ago the guy that the he, only reason we were still get in the to playoffs the Western was, was because of him dude th th that's the only reason we made it that far once we lost nurk man th that's you know literally he like, went up like call out Call out what 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 you will with, with Dame and CJ making making their moves and whatnot, but Cantor was the guy that kept us in those games every single time. So for you, you can't say this is what I'll have to say. He's not he's not a playoff center. So he got you to the Western Con Conference Finals, right? And the way that we got there was OKC. You got Stephen Adams, and then you have Jokic in Denver. And I want to say, if you're going to put him up against anyone in the playoffs, those two players, perfect. Perfect for Cantor. All slow-footed. Majorly slow-footed. True that centers. Is, that is a valid point. But, and then you but run into Golden State, man. You ran into Golden State. And he got ran off the court. He was averaging like 15 minutes a game. I might be wrong about that. But he could not stay on the court for a I'd, I'd have to look it up, but you know the Blazers were also riddled with injuries. Not that, yeah. I mean, typical Blazer fan, right? Like, of course you're gonna bring up <laughs> right, right. injuries, but dude, they it, it it exists, right? Like that is a thing yeah. here in Portland, and you know that that season they were riddled with injuries. Even Cantor was injured. He had a separated shoulder. He was fasting for Ramadan. Like the dude, the dude is a warrior, right? Like that He's a warrior. That, you can't He's a you warrior. can't yeah. disregard the fact that the guy was playing injured and still putting in quality minutes. It's not like dude, I would not say he got ran off the floor. I will say he he was outplayed, but the whole the whole team was outplayed. There's a reason why we got swept. That's that's true, Ben. Settle this for us. Is Cantor a playoff center? Yeah, man. I love Cantor. I love Ennis. You know, I'm still riding high, you know. Last time I did the pod, I called him my MVP. I'm still riding on that train, you know. He's he's still coming off the bench. He's still producing, you know. He's still getting those offensive boards, which is which is something that the rest of the team lacks. And, and, and think of it this way, man. Like, we're not starting Cantor unless something happens to Nurk. We're not starting. We're not saying we're going into each, each playoff game, even in this play-in tournament starting Cantor. We're still starting Nurk, who was our who was our franchise big, which I wanted to bring up 
uh, a little bit earlier. I'm just going to circle back a little bit here. Previously on the Busted Bucket podcast, I had said <laughs> that I didn't Last think... Time. <laughs> I didn't think that we were going to see much more from Nurk than what we were seeing. And by God, that guy made me eat my words. I love it when I'm wrong. He did. When it comes to this. He, I love yep. it. But but let's just take a quick like 30 seconds and recognize this man for the effort and 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 energy he's been putting out there. He didn't he hasn't looked as tired as he has previously oh, and yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely forward to. But let's but let's uh, come back to where we were. We're starting we're starting Nurk, man. Like that this is it's a non-issue and to have Cantor as a backup center, name me a better backup like name me a better uh, uh, big man tandem coming into these playoffs. Andre Drummond, Marcus Hall. Marcus Gasol's not getting any minutes, Anthony man. Davis. Do you, you, you really Gasol? don't think Cantor can handle <laughs> Mark Gasol? Come on, man. Now I know you're playing. No. But you see, man. but you see with I'm Atlanta, we see with Atlanta, they have agile centers. Yeah. You know, John Collins it's and true. Clint Capella. They're a lot more agile mm-hmm. and, and light on their feet, and they, you know, they handle their business against that. Yeah, but too. that's gonna, that's gonna hurt the, that's gonna hurt the, the Blazers. Whoever you start, we got two super slow like cement block footed centers and this is where i like small ball this is where the sure. roco five man well this that's, is where stock starts that i creative love. this yeah. is where his creativity can come through and possibly save his job so let me let me ask you guys this does djj does he deserve to be on the bench no like over I, this stretch no over I this just, stretch, i just I just want to know what he said to Stotts to get himself benched. He needs more playing time over Simons, man. Simons had one game. I get it. Great. Oh, he scored a bunch of threes. You yeah. know, a record. Cool. What else has he done? Nothing. You know? Yeah. I mean, Simons, two points, two boards last game against the Hawks. Simons hey, against the And not the Celtics, only that, man, we play five three points, guards. One assist. Like We play three guards that can rotate in and out. Come on. We don't need a, a, a backup guard coming in. Yeah, I'm with I, you. I ben. feel like I feel like with our three guard rut lineup, Norm, CJ, and Dame, one of them can always be on the floor at all times and handle the ball. We don't need Simons Absolutely. to come in and back us up and, and and maybe make a couple threes, maybe make a defensive play. Who knows? Maybe kiss a rim. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> preach it, Blazer Ben. Preach. I, I miss DJ, and I don't know what's going on. I don't have an inside track. I wish I did. I wish I had an insider letting me know why DJ is riding that bench. He's dressing almost every game, you know, so he's there. He's on the active lineup. It's not for, you know, I, I'm hoping it's not an injury. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have the inside inside scoop. Yeah. So, you know, he's there. Yeah. He's ready to play. It, it, it's tough to see someone that started so many games and helped us out when we were struggling defensively. And I think he was doing well in that sense to just not get any minutes now. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating from a fan standpoint. Yep. Yeah, and look, I agree. I've said I, it once I or think twice there was before. Some space. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. I've said it once or twice before, and I'll say it again. We need his length because the Blazers are going to get hurt by the lengthier teams. And if you're going to start, what four guards, yeah. six or not start, but play four guards, six three and under, that's not going to cut it, man. I don't care how fast or nimble or <laughs> good de- defensively they are. I'm calling out Powell here, yeah. but. You know, like like it's it's just not gonna cut it, especially in the playoffs. When you when you go up against someone like 
you know, I'll just call the Clippers, you know, like, like they've got length and they're going to, they're going to destroy that lineup. Yeah. The, the thing that I love though, is that lately CJ McCollum has stepped up his defense. I don't know if anyone else is going to recognize this, but in the advanced stats, he's been an absolute positive on the defensive end, which has been refreshing. I think I think once it gets back to the norm, because this is this is not CJ McCollum. This is not the new CJ McCollum. Let's just be real here, Portland. This is this is a good stretch of good defense by CJ McCollum and maybe good team defense by the rest of just people coming back, like CJ like uh, Nurkic. But when the playoffs come, you're gonna be missing a guy like Derek Jones Jr. You're gonna be missing his defensive presence because that's exactly what we need on this team. And it's absolutely puzzling that Anthony Simons has one game and then solidifies his spot in the eight man <laughs> rotation. Nah. That right. is absolutely like it's like it's like Stats is playing 2K. I can't stand it. I can't stand <laughs> it, man. Hey. Anyway, but moving forward. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Blazers. I just want to. I just want to get your take on the uh, uh, the the Blazers Celtics game when uh, uh, Marcus Smart got ejected. I mean, Ooh. did you guys feed? Did you watch the replay of that? Uh, of the of the? Yes. Uh, can I say yeah, nut I punch uh, on on Nurkic? <laughs> that that we're gonna left, have to talk to our network that about left that verbiage. Arm <laughs> flailed yeah. out away from the body, and it did look deliberate. <laughs> If you ask me, yeah. watching the replays, I am just kind of baffled, though, how he got tossed off of a technical. You know, normally you get tossed off of two technicals Fl- yeah. or, a or a flagrant two, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Absolutely. just him getting tossed for that nut punch. Uh, I mean, what, do, you, what, do you guys feel it was deliberate? Did you feel it was an accident? I mean, was it worth it in an ejection? You know, it's, to it me, looked- it was kind of a bang, bang play. It looked deliberate to me. Like, he was aiming for something. I don't know if it's because, like, I'm on the other side, you know? I'm watching this with the lens of a Blazer fan. But, like, when, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching it with, with the lens of a Blazer fan, too. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I've been on the receiving end. I've been on, on, on the other end, too. But, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, is, is Marcus Smart that dirty of a player? You know what I yes. mean? Like he's yes. no, he's no, he's no Nick Batum. He's probably one of the top five dirtiest players in the NBA. Would be be my take. Dude, I is he I, dirty or is he scrappy? No, he's dirty. He's I one think, of those guys that's gonna flop. He's gonna flop because the air hit him. You know? He's yeah, he's, but flopping's not dirty. This is cheap. Yeah. Whatever, dirty Flopping's cheap. cheap. Like that's what I'm saying. Like like, is is he a dirty player? Like do you? Do, I don't know, man. Like, it's like a like Patrick watching... Beverly. Patrick Beverly's a dirty player. It's true. I see, I would disagree. Oof. I don't think he's that dirty. I think he just plays with a lot of hustle and a lot of heart. No. Let me just drape my body on you and hope <laughs> that I don't get called for a foul. I'm Patrick Beverly. Look hey, at me man. just drape on hey. you. Hey, man, if he's getting away with it, why wouldn't you? That's all I'm saying. But OKC fans would have something to say about that. Especially that one time Pat Bev dove for a ball at took out at Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. Yeah, at his feet and literally yeah. tore his ACL. Pat Bev, I mean, there's hustling and there's like doing too much, bro. And like most of the time, I feel like he's doing a little too much, which makes him 
I can't, people can't see this, but air quotes, scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dirty. You can watch it if you see That's us on YouTube, Busted Bucket Podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, if I you guess... go to the YouTube, <laughs> the Busted Bucket YouTube, you'll be able to see these awesome air quotes. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree because if you had a Pat Bev on this team instead of an Anthony Simons, I feel like you'd be singing a different tune. Dude, if we had oh, yeah. any backup point guard, any backup point guard other than I'm just, Anthony I'm Simons. I'm just saying, man. And, like, <laughs> uh, No, any backup point guard. Give me Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Give me Drew Holiday. Give me any of the holidays, you know, any of the to, three yeah, brothers. To, really. quote, to quote the great Neil O'Shea, we have our backup point guard. Oh God! Oh Jesus! <laughs> anyway, our our upcoming games. So this is the rest of the season here. We have the Cavs, the Lakers, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Suns, and the Nuggets. How do you guys think we're gonna do over this stretch? Let's see. For there's seven games left. What is your guys's prediction? I'm gonna start with you, Ben. What you think? Four and three. I think we're going. I think we're going to ride that loss we just had to the Hawks. We're going to beat the Cavs. We're going to beat the Lakers, Spurs, and Rockets. We're going to do another four game, four game uh, winning streak. And then okay. the Jazz. I watched the, the the game we play the Jazz. That'll be Donovan Mitchell's return. Will be my guess. You know he'll come out. He'll score thirty five yeah. on us, and you know, hopefully we can make it a, <laughs> a dogfight of a game and not be a blowout. Uh, the Suns have our number, really. And the Nuggets, I feel like we'll battle the Nuggets. I'm going to put that one as a toss-up. I'm going to put the one as a toss-up because nice. I always love to win uh, the, the, the last regular season game. So I'm going to go four wins, possibly five. Um, but, you know, the, the Jazz and Suns will be the, the, the tough part. I mean, hopefully, who knows? Maybe the Jazz or Suns might be resting people. You know, they might be already locked. I mean, they, yeah. are, they are tied for that first and second spot. So they might be trying to fight for who they want to position if they want to play the eighth or the, the seventh position. You know, so they might not be yeah. resting since they're so close. But who knows what the, their last seven games are going to be like. So, but, you know, that's my take. Four and three. So, Tim, what do you think? You know, I think it's going to depend on how Dame's feeling. You know, if if... If his ankle or, or foot is okay, I think we got a chance at going, you know, five and two maybe. Um, I think we got a great chance to beat the Cavs. Um, we have a chance to beat the Lakers. I think it's still going to be a tough game, even even though Bron's sitting out. Um, I mean, there's a chance to win that, though. Spurs, we should beat them. You know, the Blazers are playing a lot better than the last time they played the Spurs. So, you know, I, I feel like we should handedly beat the Spurs, personally. Um, Rockets should be a no contest. I think I think the real, the real challenge is going to be those final three games between, you know, the Jazz, the Suns, and the Nuggets. Uh, and I'm with you, Ben, man. I always like winning the, the final game of, this, of the regular season, too. But that's going to be such a tough game, man. Um, you know, I... I, I still like our chances. I think we're I think we're dropping to the Suns, depending on if they're doing any uh, um, you know minutes minutes managing or, or not. But um, yeah, right. man, I I, right. I I think I think we got a good chance at going five and two. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go more towards five and two as well. I think the last stretch, the Jazz, the Sun, and the Nuggets, someone's gonna be set. 
at least one of these teams mm -hmm. is going to be mm -hmm. set at that time and they're not going to play anybody. And then yeah. there might even be something there where they're like, we don't care if we lose this game. We're going to give it up to rest because literally what's so awesome about this play-in game is that all these teams are still playing right now. Like by, by now, there would be so much rest, so much rest. Mm -hmm. It would be absolutely unbelievable with just how much rest players are getting before playoffs. But you know, everyone has to play. This is so awesome. I know the players are absolutely, or some of the players are against the play-in. I'm for it, man. I think it's a lot of fun. I um, love it. I want to keep it. And LeBron's, and LeBron's only it. against it because his team's down there, man. He doesn't want to have. It seems like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he wouldn't have it anything to like say. It seems like you have a problem have with about it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he I just mean, brought it up last week it, when his team started sliding. Right, he wasn't saying the beginning of the season. You mm -hmm. you hit it right on the nose. Bingo, like, bango, bongo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lakers start sliding, so LeBron says something, and before that, it was Luca, right? Yeah, because yep. the Mavs were sliding. And then yep. what he was like calling out for somebody's job, wasn't he? He's like, someone's got to be fired for coming up with us with, yeah. for this idea. I'm the opposite. I think someone needs to be promoted. Yeah. Like, can we, this is can we do, such a great. Can we do idea. something about? Can we do something about these weak players, man? Like, you ever hear Dame <laughs> complaining about this? Like his team, no. his team was probably slated to be in the play-in tournament anyway from the get-go <laughs> just the way things go sometimes for this team like yeah i mean you don't see steph curry saying something about this. come on steph curry you know yeah, the warriors in 33 and 33 they're not like oh i don't want to play another game what's up with this if i'm in the playoffs i'm in the playoffs but at, <laughs> but at the same <laughs> but at the same time i feel like steph had to battle a bit this season for the first Dude. i will say for the first time in 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 his career i think he actually had to battle this year which is why we're seeing such crazy numbers from him. Yeah, I mean, like he's up in like the 30s and 40s, like every game, because he has yeah. to. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. has to. But but moving on, I'm gonna go to a segment called Twitter Fingers. It's where I go into Twitter, I find some things, and I just want you guys to respond to to what had been said on Twitter. So Dame, Dame Lillard tweeted, "So we gonna be the only dang team in the whole league with no fans." And CJ responded, no wonder we have a better record on the road. What do you guys think <laughs> of the Blazers not having any fans in the stands yet? Ben, I'm going to kick it to you. I mean, without getting political, you know, Kate Brown's got a stronghold on that. You know, she wasn't going to let anybody into the Timbers and Thorns games this weekend, even though they had already sold tickets. But, you know, she was, she's going to lift the restriction. They're going to get 15% capacity. I mean, I think, I think what is it? Uh, the Blazers uh, organization proposed a 10% capacity, which is 1,900 fans in a 19,000-seat arena. And Kate Brown was like, no, that's not going to happen. You know? So I, I, 1,900 people in, in a three-story uh, arena, that's going to be spaced out. Like there's no one's like, but you know, yeah, I, I understand it too. You know what I mean? If, if, if without, I don't want to get political into it, man. I don't want to get talk about vaccinations and stuff like that. But I also feel like the crowd absolutely pumps up the teams regardless. You know, there's only so much they can feed off of uh, PA sounds, you know, but 
Yeah. You know, even even some of the other arenas you look, you can watch them. Uh, they put up digital boards on one side, but the other side of the arena has got fans in it. You know, they're the ones cheering. They're the ones rooting the teams on, you know, yelling when their team scores and, and booing when they're getting fouls and stuff like that. And, and, you know, this really just shows you how much the players feed off of that. You know, even though you don't want to think that they do, you know, you don't want to think that you're contributing to a win. You are, you know, as a, as a fan, you're contributing to a win. You're contributing to a loss, too. You know, you, you are what drives a heartbeat of a lot of the players. It's just that they're not going to just say that in, in, in an interview a lot of the times. You know, we don't get called out for that. But, you know, we're there. Yeah. We're, we're backing them up. I, ah, man, I can't tell you if this whole season goes by and not a single fan is in the arena. That is very tough, for, for, especially coming from a person that goes to a lot of the games as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. Know, I've seen a lot of shots. I saw the Dame yeah. shot came up on my timeline at the Houston game. I was there for that. You know, it's just that adrenaline. I miss it. And I can understand where Dame and CJ are coming from, man. You know, it's tough to go out there and just hear crickets, you know, hear the ball bouncing, you know, hear everybody saying whatever they want to say. You know, you can hear the bench mocking the other players and stuff like that. You can't hear that when there's a 20,000 crowd arena yelling at the top of their lungs, you know. So I don't know, man. You know, I got a lot to say more on that, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to let someone I agree. What what I need though, what I need is the plus minus stats for when, for when Blazer Ben is on the court, in the in the stadium. I need the plus minus. Also the free throw guy. Have you guys ever wondered that? I've wondered that. Anyway, don't Tim know Tim, that guy? Do don't you, you know think? that guy? <laughs> the free throw guy? Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you know Do you know him? I don't. I don't think I do. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, okay. I do not. Tim. What did you think yeah. of what of what Dame said? Dame tweeted. What are we talking about again? I, I got lost in what, what Ben was saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. This I'm kidding. My it. bad. I, I feel like did I get on a soapbox for a little bit there? My apologies. No, no, man. man. Absolutely My not. Absolutely not. You're pulling out a Tim Johnson here, man. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I just have I just have maybe a recommendation. And it comes from you and I being frontline workers and I actually been too. we're all vaccinated we all work with each other anyway why not just allow healthcare professionals to at least occupy a few seats in there know what I'm saying man that'd be a great way to pay back the frontline workers because they've de- they've definitely been sacrificing so much I'm just saying, pandemic. man, like, like, I know a lot like, of people have been sacrificing a lot. I'm not getting, you know, I'm not weighing one or the other, but I'm, I'm hey, a frontline worker. Man. So of course I'm going to say, get me in there. Of course. I'm just saying like, <laughs> like you, I know for a fact you've been in the trenches since day one. Absolutely. From day one. From day and it, one. And man. it hasn't stopped yet. So it has not stopped. You're absolutely you know, right. Thank you. Thank and, you for being our healthcare heroes. But, 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 but before we move on. I know yeah. I'm taking I know I'm taking a little extra time, but you know we've seen that it's possible to mm-hmm. have fans in the arena, uh, in, in these other arenas. We've seen it all across multiple sports. Why not at least give this a try, Kate Brown? But, give this yeah. a try. Well, it, it, do you think the Timbers and Thorns can have fans because it's an open air arena? Is that what you think? Oh yeah. Speaking of that, I, I'm glad you yeah. brought that back up again because. Um, I actually saw earlier today that she declined their uh, exemption request. 
but now she's lifting the restrictions come Friday and allowing it now. She just doesn't know what she's doing. I, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that on this. <laughs> we're pod. not a political RJ, podcast because we are going to fall bleep, down a hole that, that we will not be able to dig out of. <laughs> All I'm saying is that we're not getting political with this. We're just stating the facts. We're just stating the facts here. We can't have fans in the stands. Damon CJ, they have a stance on this, and we just want to put in our two cents too, you know, and. I don't think either party is wrong. I mean, one side is erring on the side of of caution, and it seems like the other side is also erring on the side of caution when it comes to what other arenas are allowing. And I think that's absolutely a good debate. It's absolutely a good discussion to have. Um, But moving on, moving forward, I'm gonna talk about Kevin Love. Kevin Love has been in news recently stating that if he could play next to Damian Lillard in a return to his hometown, Portland, Oregon, actually Gresham, that it would be special, quote-unquote special. And I put on Twitter, I said, what would you guys think of a return? Would you guys want this for Kevin Love? We had about 22 votes. It came out split right down the middle. 50-50, yes and no. Blazer Ben, would you like to see Kevin Love come to portland nope i wouldn't 30 <laughs> 32 years old you know uh-huh. uh he's played 21 games this season mind you 21 i know he's he's been injury riddled for like the last three like as soon as lebron left he was like oh, i'm injured every single year you know he's averaging 11 and a half points 6.8 rebounds he's not that yeah. speed at a power forward that we need we need John Collins off the Atlanta Hawks as a power forward. You know, he's he's a sh- setup shooter. You know, he's he's not a his pick and roll is probably even slower uh, than Cantor. You know, you guys are hating yeah, on Cantor's yeah. pick and roll, but I feel like, I mean, granted, again, again, like I say, not watching many Cleveland Cavaliers games, so I not you know fine tuned on Kevin Love's stats this year. Or, or what his playing type is like, but it's just safe to say he's past his prime and we don't need him. I, I pass. Tim, what'd you think? I'm with Ben. You know, I, I don't think we really need him. He doesn't move the needle for me. Um, <laughs> you know, if he wants to, I don't I don't know what, what his contract is at right now, if he's on his final year or not, but you know, if he wants to come in and ride the pine until we need him on a vet minimum, I'm sure whatever I don't care <laughs> but um, I will also say um, from what I can recall I don't think he was from Gresham I'm pretty sure he's from Lake Oswego Lake O you're right thank you man I appreciate yeah. your professional shout out to his dad on the beach boys <laughs> Lake O yeah anyway that actually wraps up Twitter fingers and now we're going to move on to our segment that we give every pod pretty much. And that of course is called giving props. (laughs) I'm gonna start with the definition and that is giving applause, giving kudos to a certain person, story or situation. So Blazer Ben, Tim, I wanna know if you give this props. Mike Vick ran a 40 recently and he ran it in 4.7 seconds. 4.7 seconds, Tim Johnson. Do you give Mike Vick props for his 40? Yeah, man. 
That's fast, dude. That's fast. How old is he now? It's hard to say because he was out of the he league is for so long. 40 you know? like, years old. Is he seriously 40 years old? Yeah, Dang, he is seriously man. 40. Born in 1980. Dang, man. Yeah, I give him mad props for that. That's crazy. He's been out of the league for four years, too. Tim is giving props. Blazer Ben, do you give Mike Vick props? Sure, man. Why not? A 40-year-old that can run like that, <laughs> I probably can't even run, you know, not even a quarter of that, you know? And, yeah. So, yeah, can run it sure. in four minutes yeah. and 72 seconds. Exactly. 70, did exactly. I just say 72 seconds? <laughs> All I got to say is Tom Brady's 43. I don't see him running like that. I definitely don't see him running like that. I don't think like Tom Brady's got an O-line. Like to, that's because he's got an O-line to help him. <laughs> that's true. That is true. All right. Looks like we're all giving props here. The next one. You know, on Twitter, I saw this video. And this gentleman is a switch pitcher. Not a switch hitter for baseball, but a switch pitcher. Check out this video, RJ. Go ahead. Run that video, my friend. I think you got to fast forward a little bit. But here he is. He's in the dugout. He's about to hit the mound here. This It's kind of hard for me to see. Is, this isn't professional ball, is it? Nah. No. Like, like MLB? This is like I think like it's college AAA ball. or something? Okay. Here he is. Here He's warming up with his right hand. Exhil- is, he, is he ever going to throw he, with he his gets, left? And then yeah, this, I'm on I'm on pins and needles. He man. switches right here. Oh, look at that. Look at the switch of the glove, though. That was effortless. He's waiting, so he's waiting for your needle to move. <laughs> Yo, Tim Johnson, do you yeah. give this pitcher props? Uh, yeah, I've never seen that before. Um, never. I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of a gimmick, but uh, you know that that could be. It could definitely be useful. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if our listeners know much about um, baseball. I mean, I I wouldn't say that I know a lot about baseball, but I know enough to know that you put certain pitchers or or hitters up against you know the opposite arm or whatever or the same arm you know you don't want to be a a right-handed batter going up against a lefty yeah uh yeah man i mean it's that that's cool so tim tim gives props plays a bend what you think i'm giving him props man to be ambidextrous like that you know if you shoot a basketball the majority of the time with the right hand you try to shoot with your left hand what happens? You're gonna miss it. You know, if you throw a football with your right hand, yeah. you're gonna be able to throw it if you're if you're right hand dominant. If you try to throw it with your left hand, it ain't gonna happen. You know, to throw a fastball hey, you got- at 85, 90 miles per hour with whatever arm you want to pick, I give it props. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. You know how ri- Yo. you know how ridiculous we all look throwing with our off arm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I was gonna. I was just gonna say that. I was like, dude, if I was forced to pitch with that left arm, they might be. They might be putting me in a different league. Like, I'd be like on like little out? league or something like that. Yeah, I was like out, out, straight up out of the league, out of the league. And for my next story, my the last story I have is Drake's son was watching a highlight video of LeBron James, and this was his reaction. RJ, go ahead, play that video, my friend. Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) He just let out a big, oh my God, (laughs) watching the video. Tim, Ben, I know you guys are dads, man. 
Ben, what do you think of Drake's son's reaction to LeBron James' highlight reel? Hey, man, I love it. Little Adonis, you know, loving the hoops just like his father. You know, I mean, at least it wasn't a, yeah. a, a Raptors highlight. I mean, there not, aren't many to watch, but, you know, <laughs> uh, watching the LeBron highlight from when he was with the Heat, you know, those were just everyday highlights, you know, to see, you know, I mean, LeBron in his prime, you know, let him live through that at that young age. It's nice to see his eyes just glued to the sport like that, man. I love it. Give it props. I give it props too, Tim. What you think? Add a kid. I give I give it props, man. It's it's nice to see. I mean, it's really cool to see a a, a kid that young, that into it. That was cool. Yeah, I think just seeing basketball through the lens of a kid, and just seeing him absolutely glowing and pausing, looking at his dad and saying. Oh my God! <laughs> like it's <was> absolutely <laughs> like it just takes you back, right? And you just let out a laugh. Anyway, that is it for our pod. I'd like to thank Blazer Ben for being on the show. Thank you, my friend. As always, a pleasure. RJ, our video producer. A thank you to him, always giving us video, giving us what we want. Tim, thank you, the co-host, man. I don't thank you enough, actually, on this show. You are the wingman. You make this thing drive. You're like, you're like, you know, the Batman to my Robin or the Robin to my Batman. We're 50-50 partner. And, you know, it's so glad. I'm just so glad to do this with you. Anyway, brother. our last one, our last thank you goes to the fans. You guys make it so easy for us. Replying to us on Twitter, giving us ideas. And with that being said, Tim, what you got to say? That's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.